welcome to the special Halloween edition of Behavioral Grooves, where Tim and I examine some cognitive biases that just might be a little bit more scary than they appear. Unless they're ghost biases, Kurt. I'm uh, not following Tim. Well, you said that there might be more scary than they appear, but if they're ghost biases, they're invisible. <laughs> oh, that was bad. Bad to the bone. Get it? Bad to the bone. Bone. Yeah, all right. Why didn't uh, Why didn't the vampire bite Taylor Swift? By the way. What? I I, I don't know. Why didn't the vampire bite Taylor? She Swift? had bad blood. Oh, vampire jokes. Okay. All right. I have a few vampire jokes myself, but they all suck. Oh snap! <laughs> okay. So, what kind of monster is the best answer? Um. The hokey pokey monster, Not the boogeyman, oh. boogeyman. <laughs> okay, okay. Why do ghosts make the best cheerleaders, Tim? I, uh, I don't know. I don't because why. they have spirit. Oh, God. Yes, they do. Oh, they God. have spirit. <laughs> How <was> about <laughs> you? Okay, so why didn't the mummy have any friends? <laughs> God, this is I, so psychological. It's perfect. Is, it is this one. Was, the psychological. Hmm. I, I don't know. They're dead. Um. He was too wrapped up in himself. <laughs> God. Oh God. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. All right. I, I think that this episode is going to have a scary tale ending. Oh, oh that's bad, quite bad pun. That, bad, bad. All right. We used to better end it there. We better end it there because it's only going to get worse. Punishment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. We have to end these bad jokes. All right. All right. Seriously, we're going to be talking about some biases that, if we think about them, they might just be kind of scary. Yeah, actually, and it sounds like fun. Hopefully, hopefully more fun than our jokes. Well, that is an easy <laughs> bar to cross right there. That's an easy bar to cross. So, okay. all right. So, so where should we get started? Well, well what do you think is the scariest bias of all? So, the scariest bias of all, in my opinion, is the bias that kind of interacts with everything that we do and I think is the cause for much, much of the troubles in this world, which is the confirmation bias. Oh, Ooh, yeah. That's a scary, <laughs> scary bias. Sorry, you just didn't quite have the <laughs> the grip <laughs> when you said confirmation bias. <laughs> didn't exactly send chills up my spine but <laughs> but it should tim it should think about think about what the confirmation bias does it it filters the information that we get through this lens of our pre-held beliefs so that if we hear contradictory ideas or facts right we we're talking about conspiracy theories next month and if we hear facts that are contrary to the the beliefs that we hold confirmation bias, our brains work against us and they actually discount that information or, or actually ignore it. Or if they see something that confirms that belief, even if it's really tangential, they lob onto it and man, it just, it takes over. And so all of a sudden, you know, we get down these rabbit holes of our beliefs and we get so strung up in them that you can't break through. And so even if you have absolutely wonderful information and facts to counter somebody's wrong opinion or belief, 
you have to break through confirmation bias in order to do that. And think of all the horrible things that has done in just conspiracy theories, in the the national debate on uh, any topic that you want to talk about, because we become enamored within our own little tribal system and the beliefs that we hold there just get reinforced and reinforced. So, yeah. All so, right. I, I well, labored on enough about that one. Well, you did, but give me an example. Give me an example of, of when confirmation bias works against us. So, so for, for instance, if we take this, the concept of um, global warming, right? And you have people who have heard uh, or a belief system that uh, for whatever reason, that global warm- warming is a hoax. Right. And then they're presented with potential information that contradicts that belief that it's a hoax. And what happens? What happens to those people? Do they go, oh, aha, you have shown me the light and here is the the real. And so, yes, (laughs) you know, global warming is real. Yeah. No, they get they stay in the darkness. They stay in that, you know, dark of Halloween night and they're they're they kind of reinforce because they they search out things to to reinforce their thing that's motivated reasoning but it's tied to confirmation bias and they they look at whatever you you present to them and they will find uh fault lines in those and we talk a lot about this in the upcoming conspiracy theory month that we're going to be talking about but so yeah so I think that for me is is a really big piece of this. It could also go just taking your climate change uh, example that anybody who sees sort of a, a relatively mild day temperature wise or a, a rainstorm that just sort of passes like a regular rainstorm, not a, a massive thunderstorm that you know blocks uh, takes out electricity for you know cities and states and things like that, then they just say, well, look. Here's here's just normal climate. This is just regular stuff. So here here's the, here's the confirmation I need. Yeah, yeah. Here, here's it, a it, blizzard. Look, we got a blizzard in Minnesota. Of course, oh. it's not. There's no look how cold it is here. Well, yeah, yeah. But you know, but that's yeah, absolutely. All right, yeah. Mister Mister Houlihan, Mister Scary Tim Houlihan. <laughs> what bias is scary for you? I just I have to start by saying that that. Confirmation bias was bootacular. <laughs> we are not going to do the jokes the entire time, are we? Anyway, all right. What, my so my what, my what scariest bias? my scariest is the planning fallacy. Ooh, because it just bites me in the ass every day. <laughs> just every time that I, you know, it it's a it's an optimism bias, right? That I cut, I keep thinking that I keep thinking that it's not going to take, you know, that it, I I see a project and I think okay it's going to take this this amount of time it's going to take four weeks for instance, mm-hmm. and then say okay I know I've got the planning fallacy, so I'm going to add two weeks to that, and so I I go back and I tell the client it's going to take six weeks, and then guess what it takes nine weeks, <laughs> <laughs> like I never like it just or it's there's nine weeks of worth but work, but I, I told them six weeks. So now I have to pack it all in. Oh, so it it has a double, double whammy on the back. It feels that way. Yeah. So that, that's my, that, that's my worst one. When, when we had this natural tendency to be optimistic about, about getting things done and just, but my, my mom used to say it really well. She said, you're trying to pack 10 pounds of day into a five pound bag. 
<laughs> you and your, I love these little quotes. That's, great. That's so fantastic. Yeah. You know, but is there any positive aspect of the planning fallacy? I mean, think about, <laughs> would we have ever started this podcast if we would have really oh. understood the amount of time and energy and work that goes into it? Oh, oh my God. I no. mean, we would have said, holy no. crap. But of course, then we wouldn't have understood too. We wouldn't have really understood how much fun this podcast is. Well, so. if you go back to when we released our very first podcast in, I think it was October, actually, of 2017. Ooh, October. Yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> when that we thought, I remember having a discussion with you that we thought, okay, if we just do like once a month, yeah, that that's a commitment that we can live with. Yeah. And then by January, we're like, screw that once a month thing. We, this has to be done weekly, or we're not gonna <laughs> we're not gonna enjoy it at all, and we won't have. Well, any we just content. have too many too many people that we want to talk to and have these great conversations with. I, yeah, yeah, that is. It's a, I I get it. Planning fallacy can be scary just because you know the yeah. the outcome. The it's like. You know, it's it's like when you watch those scary movies and you see the, you know, the phone rings and you, there's the breathing on the, on the other end. And then, yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, it, like they don't grab their keys then and leave and run out the door. It's like, no, no get out of the damn house. What are you doing? And, but no, instead they're going, Ooh, there's, there's a door to the basement. Let's go open up and look down there. It's like, you know, it's coming. It's like, it's staring you in the eye, but yeah. man, it's just, ah, yeah, true. What, what, all okay. Right. What's your, your next scariest of all, all right. the scary biases? Well, there's a lot of scary biases out there, but one of them is the fundamental attribution error. Did you like how I said that? Yeah, I, I did. That little, I did. You know, error. Well, you could, you could audition for Star Wars with that voice. <laughs> oh yeah. For a, for what? Uh, a Wookiee? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not. No. So, so I think the fundamental attribution error. So this is this error that we have of, of our tendency to blame people's personalities or dispositions when judging their negative behavior. So in other words, we see somebody cut us off in, in, on the road, we're driving and we go, oh, that's an asshole, right? That yeah. is, that's just, he's a jerk. I know it. He's a horrible person. He probably beats his dog and whatever else, right? But then if we were doing that same thing, we go, oh, I did it because, you know, I was in a rush or I was not paying attention and I feel really bad about it. But there's always a situational or a contextual component and not it's not a bite of our of our own personality of, of who we are. And yet we tend to apply that to other people. And so it really creates this, you know, negative aura around others that shouldn't be there we should have that uh the, the the openness to say you know what this wasn't necessarily because they're horrible evil people although on halloween i'm not quite sure but you know for the most part they're not horrible awful people they deal with the same kind of contextual and situational factors that we do, and that drives a lot of their behavior, and yet we don't always appreciate that. Well, I want to do two things. I want to up the ante on fundamental attribution error in two ways. One is it's not just that the person that is driving faster is an asshole, but the person driving slower than you is an idiot. And so <laughs> there's both are going at the same time. And and the second thing that I wanted to mention about, about this uh, attribution error is on Squid Games. And spoiler alert, I just want to just let if, if you, 
yeah, just be careful because I'm going to just reveal the whole thing. No, what happens is that the survivors, and yes, there's a survivorship bias. Stop holding your ears, Kurt. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't that, seen Squid Game yet. I don't want to know. I, come on. All right, there, keep going. Keep there going. is a survivorship bias um, that comes out among those who you know get to the end. But the interesting thing is that those who get to the end of the game when others have failed they start to believe that it's because of their skill. It's because of ah. their tremendous ability uh, in playing these games that they have won over and over and over again. When as, as a viewer, you've seen that some of it's just damn luck. You know, a lot it, of it is damn luck, right? Yeah, and just right. life, right? Yeah, it is. You know, really and, and that, that's a really good point though. It's this idea that the attribution error also applies to that aspect of how successful we are in life and then how we view others who aren't. And that yeah. has a whole, you know, the just world syndrome and all of those factors are coming into play with all of this kind of stuff. Again, scary biases, scary, scary biases. All right. All right, Mr. Hulhan, I think we have time for one. Okay. One, one more. more. Okay. Scary this, bias. This, this is a really scary bias. No, and, I, I don't know. How can it get any more scary than what well, we talked about? It's pretty scary. It's it's the Dunning Kruger effect. Ah! <laughs> oh my god, that was scary. And this is the the Dunning Kruger is fantastic. If you're not familiar with it, it's it's the one where people with low knowledge or ability overestimate their knowledge or capabilities in a particular situation. And this. Boy, talk about biting you in the butt every day. This <laughs> this is a big one. And I know, Kurt, that this is one of your favorites. Well, that's because I am the Dunning-Kruger effect in, oh, yeah. in, in action, right? It's this idea that, no, I mean, but seriously, it, it's a really good one. It's, it, it is yeah. a scary bias because it's people don't understand. I mean, if people are not skilled at something, they think they're more skilled. And what the, the other piece of this is that those who are, highly skilled in something underestimate their ability often. And so you get this double whammy, yeah, almost right, like the fast right. car and slow car that are, you know, you know, assholes and idiots. It's this, you know, if you're highly uh, knowledgeable in, in a topic area, you kind of downplay your knowledge because you know so much that there's all this other knowledge that's out there that you probably don't know because you've gotten all of that. Whereas if you only know a little bit, you make this assumption that, Oh, I know it all. And therefore I am genius, uh, you know, that is out there and the best in the world at this. And that has ramifications in a number of ways. And you can think of business, you can think of politics, you can think of, you know, just the, you know, the person down the road that you have that conversation with that starts going off on whatever it is. And you're going, I don't think that's really how that works. And they're confident in their answer and they will... Yeah. tell you to your face that of course it is that's exactly why water runs uphill it's you know <laughs> so. well whenever i get on my high horse when i i start to feel like i'm i'm getting into that i'm an expert i just ask myself this question how does a toilet work <laughs> i can operate a toilet very successfully in lots of different countries i can operate toilets very well but to design a toilet, to actually explain how it works, 
Oh well, no. Tim, you got you don't understand. You see, it's the <laughs> the gravitational force of the water coming in in the yeah yeah. I no, it's true. Right? Yeah, the yeah. gravitational force of the water. Wow, I like where you were going there. That sounded good. <laughs> hey, I can make up shit as well as anybody can. So, all right. So, do we want to do a few more um, bad Halloween jokes to just round out? This oh, sure. Whole horrible, horrible episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so okay. I, I I was wondering, do you know why the ghost starched his sheets? He was going to a formal. I don't know why. He wanted everyone to be scared stiff. <laughs> <laughs> okay. When when is it bad luck to be followed by a black cat? I don't know when. When you're a mouse. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so where does a ghost decide to go on vacation? Oh God, I don't know where where does a ghost go on vacation? Malibu. <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. Oh, oh, all right. Last bad joke of the day. Why was the jack o' lantern afraid to cross the road? Why was the jack o' lantern afraid to cross the? I don't know why. He had no guts. Oh. <laughs> Okay, okay I so enough. I think that's a wrap. <laughs> Sorry, folks, if you had to, you know, put Grimace up with all your bad it. jokes. There we go. Yeah. In conclusion, look, biases can be scary, but we don't need to be scared. We can actually, if we understand them, if we apply some of this behavioral science knowledge, hopefully it can help us overcome them. Not always, but hey, at least we understand our own uh, tendency to fall to them and maybe be more aware. And thus have a better life, a better job, a better world. And if we can do that, then hey, that's a that's a better world for all of us. So with that, we appreciate you coming and listening. Hope you have a fantastic Halloween or whatever day it is that you're listening to this and go out and have a groovy week. <laughs> <laughs>